Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Jaden Pelagi. He is a functional medicine practitioner, and he's got a great story of coming back from cancer. Now, of course, I'm gonna let you listen to the podcast to learn all about that. But today we're really going to be talking about how symptoms are just signs things are off in the body and we wanna be paying attention to these things. We're also gonna be talking about the foundations of health, things to be looking at, and of course, Jaden is going to give us some nuggets on what one can do while they're dealing with cancer, while they're taking chemo to be as healthy as possible and bounce back even faster. Now, Jaden has a tricky last name and he gives me some crap for it. So it's also a little fun we have in this podcast. So let's introduce you to Jaden Pelagi. Hey, health junkies. I have Jaden Pelagi on and we are going to be talking about functional medicine. We're going to talk about his story of how he got into it. And really the big theme that I want you guys to be thinking about during this podcast is it's never too late to start new things and symptoms. They do not define you. They're just clues. So Jaden, welcome to Health Fix Podcast. Thanks, Jane. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk about uh, my journey to where I am now and things that have happened in the past. And yeah, we'll touch a bit, I think, and we'll have a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, obviously you were introduced to me from Paul Burgess and he was telling me, boy, this guy, Jaden, you got to talk to him. He's, he was the healthiest dude I knew. And then things just kind of changed for him. And he was like, I, I don't know. I think this is a great story that folks want to hear about because unfortunately in this world, we, we tend to look at folks who are epitome of health, right? They got the nice body, right? They're eating well, they're researching health all the time. And then they get sick. This happened to my mom. She was the most in the States, we call it granola lady ever. I never had Doritos. I was a kid. Nobody wanted to share snacks with at lunch. Nobody wanted to trade. I always wanted everybody's like Doritos and Oreos and stuff, but nobody took my apples and twigs and sticks. And, and she ended up with cancer. And so it's this, these kind of things that are mind boggling. So now I've kind of given folks a little clue into your story, but I would love for you to kind of talk about like being healthy as you could possibly imagine and then getting a cancer diagnosis. What does that do to the mind in terms of things? Yeah. So firstly, um, yeah, you obviously know me through Paul and I recommend people go back and listen to that that episode because I actually listened to that one myself and Paul is very good at um, simplifying and explaining things and really just um putting things back to like peeling back the layers and and that was a really good episode so i recommend that one i think it was 411 or 412 um from memory um so yeah you, you touched on my a little bit about my story so yes yeah, so i i was like a well i still am actually a full health <laughs> guru and exercise junkie um although it's probably toned down as i get a bit older now um although i'm still young um yeah Yep, I am dialed in and, and I, I remain dialed in and then we'll, we'll go through all that. But um, there was a period in my life where I went through a, a health concern where I had, unfortunately, I got cancer. And if you asked um, anyone around me, I, I was probably the least likely person by the way I looked after myself to to get cancer. However, it still happened. 
Um, so you don't normally um, see people, I guess, or describe people who probably are extremely healthy, you know, I, not talking myself up, but had abs and a nice body and, and um, you know, healthy, young looking man. And, and that diagnosis comes along. So the former diagnosis was um, testicular cancer. And there's four types of testicular cancers. And I had the most acute or dangerous one, the one that's most likely to spread. Um, so after getting the testicle taken out and they do a biopsy, it was, it was found to be that dangerous um, cancer. And it was decided that you must undergo chemotherapy. And we need to attack this very hard. We need to go full blown at it. Um, so most people would probably see chemotherapy as um, doing it across multiple months. But in this form of cancer, it, you do it in a couple of weeks. It's like six weeks of just every day hitting you every single day. And over that period of time, across that six-week period, that they call it two rounds of chemotherapy, and I'm getting um, three three different types of drugs IV'd into me. It was um, it was very brutal, and you start seeing from literally the second day um, your muscle depleting and your skin becoming more pale, and your over week two and three your hair falling out, and um, you literally become quite depressed by the end of it. Literally on the couch, unable to get up. You you, you just uh, a mutant of your previous self. Um, but I was able to do a lot of things as well during that because I had a background of knowledge of, um, I guess, hacking or biohacking a little bit with, with, which I don't like that terminology, but but just coming up with some um, unique ways of managing the symptoms that I was that I would have been going through, which we can touch on if you like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I would love to hear what you were thinking. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, one of the big things when someone gets a cancer diagnosis and they're super into health and wellness, they're going, do I get chemo? Do I not, you know, do I head yeah. for a clinic and do all herbal stuff? So would love to hear all of that. Yeah. That's a, that's a really um, good point. And, and that's something that was on my mind nonstop. <laughs> uh I didn't want chemotherapy. I knew how bad it was and how dangerous it was and how it would impact um, my health moving forward. People who have chemotherapy are more inclined to potentially get cancers down the the, the, um, the path and amongst other hosts of issues as well. Um, and I was feeling incredibly good at that time when I had the cancer diagnosis. Um, I, I like wear an aura ring and my HIV was... I, I remember my HIV was like high 80s at the time of my um, diagnosis. Um, and my heart rate was low. Like there was no sign that this was cancer in, in me. I didn't, I didn't have anything. Uh, my bloods were good. I, I did a, I did a, um, cause, because the, one of the drugs impacts your lungs. You have to do this lung test. I literally had to do this lung test twice because they said your lung capacity is, was too good. <laughs> and it uns we're unsure that this is um this machine is working correctly so like, it, it it was it was a real shock and i didn't want to do chemotherapy um however the survival rate for this type of cancer is very very good and on top of that you are in complete stress when this is happening and 
you can you only can hear the experts saying hey you've got this good chance of survival you know we have to do it we have to do it um we have to do it next week it, it just moved so fast from the day of diagnosis to the day of surgery to the day of chemotherapy it happens just all so fast and you're just taken away yeah. so straight away I, I knew that i didn't want to do this so i started looking into every single thing that i could potentially go by um that is different to chemo i did not want chemo and there are things however it's it's there's there's no great research and majority of it is n equals one yeah. um and it's not to say that my body is the same and the other thing is because there's four types of that that cancer everything is just testicular cancer it doesn't say what kind of cancer it is right so um it, it's something that you're taking a huge gamble on and i'm not saying for people not to go down that pathway or they, you know they're going to make their own decision um but my my decision was okay i'm young i i need to go probably through the chemo okay what can i do to offset the the, the damage of the chemo I, my mind um pivoted quickly to just to think about different things i can do to to manage the chemotherapy so some of those things um were moving into um I started doing some fasting quite a bit. Um, and, and this is during the chemo as well. I was doing quite a bit of fasting, um, which is difficult when you're doing such a hectic approach because usually you'd you'd fast in the lead up to um to your chemotherapy. Um, but most people would have chemotherapy maybe once a week or once a fortnight, once a month. I'm I'm having mine every day. <laughs> so the the fasting is very hard. But but so what I did is I started fasting to the lead up to it and then lowered my calories where I was having like a really low calorie like eating vegetables and olive oil and avocados, basically veggies and fats. Um, and that, um, if you want to learn more about that, there's a gentleman called Volta Longo. I, I'm not the, um, and I think his um, book is called the longevity diet. And I, I got a lot of it from the idea of that. And um, they, they, you can actually buy meal kits um, from, from this company, which are quite expensive. So you can do it yourself really if you research it. Um, I did buy a couple of kits and then, and then I started doing it myself. I just researched other ways because it was almost like a thousand dollars or something for like wow. three days worth of food. <laughs> so, um, so it's expensive. So, um, you can research your, your own. Um, and anyway, I basically started doing this fasting and, and it's the idea is that people who go through chemo have less symptoms. So you get, um, you, you don't lose your hair as much you don't lose um you, you might not get the ulcers in your mouth that a lot of people get um amongst other things um apparently you maintain your muscle mass although you know i lost a lot of my muscle um it, it, the chemotherapy just destroys your muscle it's, you become loss of muscle and you become a bit podgy um if anything um because it just destroys your cells so the fasting was really efficient. I did that throughout and that probably contributed to what quite a lot of weight loss as well amongst having chemo. And then I started doing, um, I was doing oil pulling every morning as well, because you, a lot of people get ulcers in their mouth from the, the chemo. Yeah. So every morning I'd wake up and I'd start swishing, um, um, coconut oil, um, in my mouth, which isn't the nicest way to wake up in the morning, but you know, there's a lot of benefits to that. And a lot of people still do that. Um, you know, it can make your teeth whiter. It kills the bad bacteria in your mouth. Um, make sure you don't spit it down your drain because uh, it will clog up your drain, which 
I did not do. <laughs> um, I, I, as in, I did not. I did. I didn't know. No, I knew. I knew. I knew. I did know. Oh. I did know. <laughs> oh. Uh, fortunately, I did know. I'm just putting it out there so others know. Um, and then um, I was doing things like um, uh, vitamin C infusions, um, which can help with you know just cancer. Um, I was doing ozone therapy, which is you know removing some blood out of your system um it's then oxygenating it so oxygen on the periodics um table is o2 this is like o3 so it's it's mixing this blood up in your arm and it becomes this real bright red color because it's mixed with this o3 oxygen and then they put it back into your system and the idea is that oxygen will help um um an oxygenated field will help with removing getting rid of like cancer doesn't grow in 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 high oxygen fields um is the theory um and then i started doing it yeah and then i this is all through chemo and i was doing this as i was going through mm-hmm. chemo um, with the just with the, um a little bit of guidance but just but majority of just hard hardcore research wow um, yeah that's that's impressive you know just having the diagnosis being terrified and then being like I'm going to get into the research and I'm just going to go for it. That's, you know, unless someone's got a guide along the way, you know, it becomes really difficult. And I definitely watched my mom kind of bounce back and forth going like, is this good? I don't know. Do I do this? Do I do that? Until she finally found a guide, which of course now brings us to you, Mao, and and having the functional medicine background and and working with folks looking back at all the different things that you did are you now as a functional medicine practitioner kind of working in the realm of guiding folks who are are working with cancer chemo things of that nature or give us a scoop yeah so you're right the the guidance is important because it's um there were things there were other things i was doing that probably led to a, a financial stress I guess you know you're going through a lot and it's um it probably wasn't necessary but there are things that you can do um that don't cost that much the fasting for example and the oil pulling ulcers I mean if you're getting ulcers in your mouth that's very uncomfortable for anyone um I didn't get any ulcers I had people next to me who had ulcers all through their mouth Mm -hmm. um who were treatment so um it could have been that I was healthy underlying or it could have been that this helped and worked I'm I'm to be honest, I'm not sure, um, but it's it's something you can control. And when you've taken a lot of that out of your control, it's it's nice to try these things and just keep in control. And it offered me a routine when I didn't feel great as well, which was great. Um, yep. Yeah, so now, um, so cancer kind of was the kick up the bottom that I needed to kind of realize that I I, I just love health and health so important. And um, I, I started. Um, I basically became a functional medicine practitioner. I'd, I'd gone through it after my treatment. I, I worked with someone. I worked with Paul, if, if anyone wants to know. He's great. Um, and I decided, okay, I need to I need to study this because I got back into um, really pristine health really quickly um, after my treatment. And I did not look good after my treatment, I assure anyone. Um, but very quickly, I started feeling good again. Um, and my health came back and here I am. So... I decided to study functional medicine, uh, functional medicine, and, and and you know finished that a few years ago and started my own clinic. And yep, so a lot of my clients are people who have cancer or going through it now and and looking for um, you know alternative um, 
treatments and and I don't offer those treatments, but I can offer the guidance and and support um, and just explain how I, what I've what I've been through and what I did, um, how I also post treatment as well. When some people finish the treatment, they don't feel their best, and and actually how that looks, and that that's where the real um, good stuff comes in because anyone who's gone through the treatment will realize that your gut is absolutely destroyed, like completely taken out. Um, there is, I could not digest anything. Um, and when I say anything, like I would eat, I was still eating very healthy after my treatment, but I would eat things and just, it would just go through me. My stomach wasn't great. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of when I, myself, um, who, who knew a lot, um, decided now I'm going to work with someone here because I think the guidance is so important. Even if you think, you know, it's, it's important to work with someone and just get someone who, who can help you. And, um, that's where Paul came in and we worked really, um, hard for a year. Um, and you know, when I say I wasn't digesting anything, I, I, I mean, I was having some vegetables and it'd be breaking. It would just wouldn't feel good. So it started with, um, I actually started on a carnivore diet, um, which is a form of an elimination diet. Um, and that's what it is. It's an elimination diet. A carnivore diet is an elimination. It's eliminating foods. And um, if you go back and listen to Paul's episode, he mentions this. I actually have a um, gene, which is an APO4 gene, which means high yeah. saturated fat. Great for me. Uh, so eating large quantities of meat or should only be for a short period of time for someone who has that allele. And I didn't continue on the um the carnival diet i i did it for i think a four week period to because i could only handle meat i literally couldn't handle anything else and when i say i ate meat i ate <laughs> brains liver kidney heart the all the stuff that all the offal and all the other delicacy meats as well um i did it pretty properly and uh yeah we did it for a month and that healed my gut a lot of bone broths um and then we started adding things back in, and that's when I, I realized that yeah, this this is this is um this has been an effective nutrition um uh thing for a period of time, and then we moved into adding foods and and you know trying to eat everything and diverse. You want as much diversity in your in your food as possible because that's how you get that microbiome diversity, and and it's also more enjoyable. Oh. For sure. For sure. You know, I think a lot of people don't think about how much, you know, chemo does trash the gut microbiome until they go through it or have a family member that goes through it. And unfortunately, what I've seen happen very often is people will gravitate towards the processed foods because they're easier to digest. And they'll say, I can't, I can't tolerate the veggies anymore. I can't tolerate certain things anymore. So it's, it's good to hear you kind of explain how, you know, the process worked. Were you doing certain types of probiotics or were you doing it in the form of yogurts, fermented veggies, all of the above? Yeah, yeah. Just on your first point, it's very interesting. So I, I eat very healthy all the time. I, I Food is medicine to me. And um, I was craving during the process of chemo the most, like I'm talking, I was craving sausage rolls, two-minute noodles for whatever reason. Like, you know, I haven't had them as a, as a, I had them as a child very rarely, but I don't know like how they came to my mind even. And, um, you know, even when you're in these hospital settings, um, they're feeding you muffins and, uh, you know, toasties. And these are the foods that aren't going to 
help you um, at that moment. And it's foods that you crave. And, you know, as I was doing the fasting and not eating necessarily, you know, I'd eat when I got home, the foods that I had prepared, um, you know, I was, it was very hard because I was craving foods that were simple carbs, basically. Um, and it was obviously my body just saying, I just need that simple carbs that will break down and, you know, it's simple sugars and whatnot. Um, now you, you need to make sure you don't, you, sometimes you, you, you avoid those foods when you're going through um, a difficult approach because it does, you, you, your, your whole system is kind of destroyed. So heading out of that um, to touch on the second thing, I was doing all of the above. So it was a lot of, um, so it started with obviously, yep, the food, let's get the food, let's get miss my stomach digesting better. And then let's add in the probiotics. So, um, you know, I was eating fermented veggies. I, I, I love fermented veggies. Um, I was doing probiotic and it was from memory. We, we did the, we did, a, um, soil-based probiotic. So it was microbiome labs, I believe it was, um, mm-hmm. which is a very good quality brand and they do a lot of great, um, great probiotics and, and, um, supplements in general. Uh, so we started with the probiotics moving into the prebiotics and, and, and trying to get, you know, that healthy gut flora back. And, you know, that those things contain a lot of, um, you know, the prebiotics and the mucosa that are used after contain a lot of fiber and just trying to build that, that gut barrier back up and just making myself and my system a lot healthier. Um, cause it was, it was, was far from it after after that treatment but we, we we got there and we we did some really um good work and it was around you know my nutrition was always on point so it's just really the supplements was just there to support me and and help me um just in that little last little push in addition to just getting that that healthy sort of um feel back to myself that's huge that's huge yeah I think a lot of people and including myself right now are like, okay, you said, and I didn't really kind of hinting at the supplements weren't like the big thing for you. I think a lot of people will gravitate towards the supplements more than putting more emphasis in the whole foods. Are you a big supplement taker to this day? Or are you kind of like "Mm, hit or miss on certain things? I know I take supplements and, um, this is the thing, right? Because I'm I'm constantly having this conversation with my clients now. Mm-hmm. You need to supplement for what you need as a person and as an individual. And how do you find that? So well, I do a lot of testing, to, um, and I, I do some of the most comprehensive blood testing you'll you'll find on the market, and you find what's actually missing in people. So the comp- when I say a comprehensive blood test, they're they're over a hundred markers. The reports are. 70 80 90 pages long and we sit we sit down and we actually go through every individual person and actually identify what you need specifically because if you just find the next best supplement that's been advertised or the next best supplement that's um you know that is emailed there there that market that's marketing and that's marketing to sell you something and it's, it's very clever marketing but it doesn't necessarily mean it's best for you and my approach is what is best for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have people who have gone to other um, practitioners and they've said, you know, they've got me on all these supplements and, you know, they haven't got the basics and the fundamentals right yet. Okay. Well, what are you eating? Like, cause you've got these supplements going in, but how, how's the gut working? Now oh, I haven't been to the bathroom for like one week. Okay. <laughs> if you haven't been to the bathroom for one week, what do you think those supplements are doing for you? 
probably not much. So we need to get the get the, get that gut health and the function of that right first. Let's look at your nutrition. What are you eating? And then we start, if we find out they're eating um, maybe muesli bars and chips and things like that, I'm like, okay, you need to like just try and get yourself and your gut functioning a little bit better, get the drainage happening. Um, so we work on, I always work on nutrition first. Nutrition is a key part to what I do because majority of people who say I'm eating very well, I find very quickly that they are doing their very best and they're trying very hard and, and it's always good kudos on you you know you're doing better than majority of people however how about we try and change a couple of things and see how things go and all of a sudden you get them on board because literally in two days they start feeling better oh i'm waking up feeling a little bit um well rested today i feel like going to the gym i have a bit more energy i'm not feeling tired during the morning uh i'm sleeping better i you know things happen very quickly and i'm talking about in that first few days and it used to shock me a little bit it doesn't (laughs) anymore um (laughs) And it's about getting the fundamentals right. So if you go on my website, you'll see my logo. My logo is has five things, and it's um, nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress, and relationships. And those are the five things that if you can get healthy and you can fundamentally improve, then we start to see really good changes, way more than any supplement. Now I do take supplements and I and and I'm not against supplements at all. I'm all for it. They're a big part of my practice, absolutely. Um I use very high quality supplements. So um it's I, I do believe in quality. I think there's a lot of rubbish on the market, as as you would probably <laughs> agree, Janine. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. And it's about finding, you know, the ones that actually have good research behind them. So the nutraceuticals sort of options, which are, you know, um generally have research behind them scientific yeah. research behind them and uh you know good botanicals which have been around for years as well um you know these things aren't these things have been well and truly around for before um i guess some of the bigger pharma companies so um interestingly enough you know these these supplements are beneficial and i think people realize that they're beneficial and it's becoming a big market when you just go be careful what's out there um you need to make sure you know you get guidance if you're unsure ask someone you know there's a lot of people who will be willing just to accept a couple of questions and um you know i think people even some of the bigger pharma companies now are starting to look into buying some of these um companies these nutraceutical companies as well because you know maybe they they are beneficial maybe they do something for us (laughs) anytime Big Pharma wants their hands in it. You can bet that it works. But of course, you know, like we say, we have to, you know, be, do our due diligence and watch what they do with the companies that they acquire. And, and I think that's where a lot of folks just want to be paying attention. Now, one of the things I mentioned was symptoms. And even on your website, you were like, your symptoms are an indication of things being off. And, and going back down the lines of why we would want to take a particular supplement or why we would want to be working on our gut or if stress is a factor, you know, all the five things that you mentioned as being core all have symptoms. And I'm sure you would agree with me on that one. Tell us a little bit about your theory on symptoms and how you kind of help folks really dive into their symptoms and tie them back in and use them as a monitoring tool to know that they're feeling better or know that they're on the right direction. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great question. And it's the symptoms are something that should not be ignored. Um, if you don't feel quite right, or you think there's something wrong and you've gone to your doctor and, 
or someone, another expert, and they've said, everything's fine. There's not, I can't see anything. Don't ignore them because you know your body very, very well. And I say on my website, symptoms are a blessing because symptoms are the first stage of you realizing that there's something not quite right. And if you are very in tune and self-aware of your body and self-awareness is so important, but if you're so in tune with your body and you realize and you pick up this early, it's much easier to treat early before it becomes more chronic. So don't ignore your symptoms. If you identify there's something wrong, reach out, have a, have a, have a consult with someone, ask the questions like, and, and go through it. So one of the questionnaires that I give to every single one of my clients is something called a medical symptom questionnaire. And it's purely based on your symptoms. And it goes through every single part of your body from your eyes and your ears down to your toes <laughs> and overly long, but it, 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 goes into detail about each area of your body and symptoms you might experience. And it gives you a score at the end. And once you do that score, you know, you can kind of get an idea of where this person's at and it gets them thinking. And actually it's really effective because what happens is as we go through a lot, you don't also, some people don't notice the improvements that they're making. So when, for example, you're working with someone and they're like, oh, I'm not sure if it's like, you know, where we're at, what is it, how are we working? Because most people are focused on things like weight. Oh. Weight to me is like going to happen. Like it's it's not necessarily easy for everyone to just lose weight, but it's inevitable. Yeah. It is inevitable you will drop weight. But what people don't see is that they, they see weight as a weight on the scale and a weight on the scale is rubbish. But all of a sudden I get the medical symptom questionnaire back up and I say, okay, how's your skin looking? How's your hair looking? How is your jeans fitting? And then all of a sudden we've seen that these things have all dropped down and their score from the start to three months worth of work has halved. And I'm like, oh, you're telling me that, oh, maybe maybe things aren't working because you're focused on the weight. The weight will happen. The weight just needs to reduce the inflammation. This, this will all happen but we start seeing really good results because the symptoms are reducing and they're like, Oh yeah, actually I am feeling better there. Oh, I don't have that brain fogginess anymore. I'm sleeping better and things have improved. And that, and, and it's a, a really effective strategy and tool to use um, for, for some people. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that because yes, I mean, it doesn't go by without a week or two where I get an email from someone, mostly women saying it's been two weeks and I haven't lost weight, <laughs> you know? And it's like, Oh, but you just told me you're sleeping through the night and you told me this, but I don't care. I want it. I want the weight gone. It's like, Oh, so. and it's, it's, um, you know, and, and it will happen. It will happen. And it's about being consistent. It's about following the guidance of the person you're putting some trust in. Now, are you going to remember that the thing that we do is we provide certainty into what, what for people we, we provide certainty in how you, eat and what you drink and what supplements you take to make sure that you are following a plan that's specific and individualized for you and it will happen and it just takes time and the the, the we all focus on the way we look on the outside because the way we look on the outside is what everyone sees but the important stuff is how you feel on the inside i've had people for, ah, and i'm a really good example of this actually because the way i looked on the outside was extremely healthy and fit, but I had cancer and that impacted me, my mental capacity as well. That I, I, 
it impacted me. And the fortunate thing is because I was so healthy on the um, overall, I bounced out of that very quickly. And, I'm, you know, I was very quickly in a great state, uh, much faster than I would have ever hoped for. Um, but just because you're healthy on the outside and doesn't mean that you're healthy on the inside. And some of those people are the people, people who are just hitting the gym all day and just spending their entire life in the gym, maybe aren't happy because they're always searching for something that will, I can always get a better body. I can always look better. I can always look better. But the important thing is how you feel. And if you're feeling you're sleeping and you're managing your stress and you have really healthy relationships and you're eating good food around happy people, that's, that's priceless. That's health. You know, there's a lot to be said about relationships with others and yourself and how much that really does impact your total health. Because I'm a gym rat. I have been for years and I see, you know, my friends, I see different folks, you know, you can identify them in the gym. They're in there 24 seven. You're like, do you hang out anywhere else but here? And they're like, no, this is what I need. I need this, you know, <laughs> and then, and you tend to go to yourself. Okay, great. All right. You've got, you've got like all the body that people want, but yet yeah, where's, where's the mind. And I think for a lot of people, just everyday Jills who aren't gym rats, it is important to think about stress. When, when your diagnosis came about, was there any like incredible amount of stress in your life or, or strife with emotional, you know, between relationship with yourself, others, things of that nature? No, not really. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm actually really lucky. I live in a beautiful area of, of the world, which is all on the coast and, and I'm not really a stress, stressy type person. Um, you know, it, my relationships are very, very good. Um, I've got like some amazing people actually, I've got the best people around me. I really firmly believe that I'm very fortunate in that department. The one thing I'll always look back because the one thing I always look back at is, um, potentially my job and I, I was into this I've it, it's very interesting and and I sometimes say to people that cancer although I wish it never happened obviously and I wouldn't wish it I wouldn't want it to ever happen again <laughs> it I believe in everything happening for a reason and maybe that reason was for me to be pushed into a field where I can offer a lot to others I like love helping others. I love helping people get this. This is like, an, I don't feel like I work a day in my life because I'm get I get to talk to people and I get to like, see them improve their health. Like health is just the most important thing in the world. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> I know. Um, because when it gets taken away from you, all you want is your health. And, and the, the, the cancer maybe was something that pushed me in a direction where I needed to be. Um, so I see it as maybe a some somewhat as a gift now, um, funnily enough, um, because it's I, I I remember I used to I love walking down the beach and I used to always think oh I got I really want to do functional medicine I really want to do functional medicine, and maybe if I didn't have the cancer I wouldn't have done it because I had a good paying job I was working in a you know a hospital setting and had a very 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 good job um, and I didn't need to put myself under any stress to go and study and work on this. But the cancer diagnosis sort of told me that life can be short and you need to do things you enjoy. And, you know, this, this was, um, this helped me get to where I am now, which has actually been, um, 
a really amazing step and I've met some really good people along the way, which is, you know, the best. It's like a very, it's very rewarding. <laughs> I'm glad you shared that about your previous job. I was hoping you were going to, we were going to weave that in here somewhere because I do think that at the end of the day, you know, everybody's heard like you are the sum of who you surround yourself with, but you're also the sum of what your purpose is in life. And if you're living your purpose and you feel good about it, I think there is something to that versus grinding away in a job that you don't love, you're not called to. I think that can definitely wear on someone. And, and I think that's just a huge statement for folks to kind of hear a little bit on that. I'm sure you probably work in your practice with folks on their career and career decisions yeah. and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. The career thing is the most common thing that comes up. It honestly is you do something for eight hours a day. And if you hate that, then you should consider finding your way out of it. Now that's easier said than done. It really is. Um, And people have bills to pay and they have families to support, but it's about how, how can I, it's about planning, I guess. You need to plan your way out of that to an extent. Um, And it's not going to happen overnight, but you can plan for it across a couple of years, whether that's a little bit of hard work um, now that will, pay off in a few years time it needs to be it just needs to be considered I guess um because I you know I have a lot of people in my clinic who hate their job and it causes them all health concerns um I've had two people probably in the last three months by the way the way that my clinic is set up is I work with people generally for six to twelve months and um so I get to really know you and you know Mm -hmm. we change we change everything about you and we really work like I become a big part of your life and um people people really um turn to me for support quite a lot which is part of it as well like your health is not just your physical and the way you look it's your mental and your um psychological help as well and people turn to me for guidance in in certain things and you know I I try to offer the best advice I can but if you're getting whipped at work and you're coming home and you're miserable because of your work day, then that money is not worth it. Um, and if you can, if you can find a way out of that and, and, and not be um, bombarded by bills because you've taken another job that may pay a little bit less, but you're happier, it's a much better thing to consider. And two people in my clinic just recently have left their jobs because their job was causing them their health concerns. And they both, both girls who left these their work um, are in a much better position now um, in terms of their health. And when you're in a much better position in terms of your health and you're happier, you start things just start to align a little bit better overall. Um, and and that both it's worked out both very well for them both. Um, and I know it's easier said than done. I truly do, but it's something to consider. And it's just about planning. Um, planning maybe for What's what's the next year going to look like? What's the next five years going to look like? It might not happen straight away, but um, it, it, it's possible. Um, and it's a big part of life. Doing things that you don't like to do is um, not not recommended. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's definitely I mean something I deal with in my practice as well. You know, symptoms show up when you know the job's really intensifying the person's really hating on the job i've seen pain um to be one of the most common ones you know on my end of things but yeah it's just it's 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 
it's interesting when you get to know people over the course of six to 12 months, because now you, like you said, you know, and that's why I love working with folks. I love making, you know, or creating a good relationship with them because I feel like that's where we can get to the deep stuff. Cause first day off, you're not going to be like, well, you got to quit your job. You know, <laughs> so. uh, it takes a lot of um, rapport building and, and um, trust to, to, yeah. um, to come up with that. And it's, it's never the first thing you would ever recommend. Um, so you, usually in my clinic, the first thing we usually will do is look at a nutrition plan. That's, um, you know, important for you. It's the one thing you can control. You, yeah. you control what you put in your mouth. So we'll always look at the nutrition first. Um, we'll generally start doing some testing, um, whether that, and it's, you know, it's always a blood test. I always do that comprehensive blood test, but whether it's also, you know, mold, toxins, um, stool, organic acid tests, you know, it depends, you know, I get you to do a whole heap of questionnaires and I have a look at them and then I can identify the best test for you. But generally, you know, the blood test, the um, mold and toxins are, if, if, almost essential i mean the, people have mold in their system now and it's causing things like cancer and and a whole host of issues um and you know the even even um some of the you know a couple of people have had lately the parasites have been really you know prominent um and and removing those parasites because they cause the bloating and the um constipation and the uh you know you just the the this um the functioning of the gut is just compromised by so removing these things we have to remove things out of the system so it's always you know test and and treat with the nutrition first and then we start looking at you know the you know how your movement is and we're not i'm not trying to overwhelm you actually quite often um a lot of people that i have in are people who are exercising every single day and i'm trying to say well like pull back a little bit like this is too much this is this is stressing the system um and we try and find other things that they can do in that time because quite often it's the habit of oh i like to go to the gym you know or i want to go to the gym it's what i do at that time i'm like okay well let's put in some yoga let's put in some saunas um you know can we go for a walk down the beach shoes off get some grounding on get the sunlight in your eyes get go for a swim um the things that are a little bit more relaxing that don't cause stress on the system again it's actually reducing the stress um and and then once we get the testing back then we can start putting up a, a proper plan with what, you, what you're missing, you know, where the vitamins and the minerals are, um, how your gut function is, where's the dysfunction occurring. The blood test that comes up literally tells us where the dysfunction is occurring with, you know, which system it's occurring in, um, how, how we can then support it best. Um, so it's a, it's a really methodical way of doing things, but the results are astounding. Um, I'm a, I'm truly amazed. And it's basically, it's very empowering as well. It's like what, what you put into what I recommend and suggest is what you'll get out. And the people who follow it more clip, like there's people who are um, a little bit like me, who are like, whatever you say, I'll do hundred percent. I'll do. And those, those results that they get are incredible. Like actually amazing. Like, and I'm talking very quickly as well. Um, so it's, it's very empowering when you're putting in the work and the effort um, and you get these amazing results from these symptoms you've been experiencing for so long and all of a sudden they're gone and actually now you're seeing like results that you're so wanting you know you've been spending seven days in the gym an hour a day you've never been able to achieve that but in six weeks you've achieved those results um, and and you can go on my Instagram have a look at that there's there's photos there of, of people who who have um you know ach achieved some really good results and 
it's all through just aligning their lifestyle. It's lifestyle medicine at the end of the, end of the day, um, what we do. It's not just um, feeding you supplements and medications. It's it's about actually, here's you as a person, here's your genetics, and and this is how we this is how we should treat you. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, that is the the hallmark of functional medicine and and really what I want folks to be hearing, because I think there's a lot of myths with, you know, all functional medicine is a whole bunch of tests and a whole bunch of supplements. And and that's not what the idea is. It's really lifestyle medicine and and helping find what works for you. So Jaden, we've talked about a bunch of different things. We've d- went down all different pathways. You mentioned your Instagram. Of course, I'd like you to kind of tell folks what's the Instagram handle? What's the website? Where's the best way to reach out with, you know, and see if you guys are, if you're a good fit to work with some of the folks who are listening right now, give us a scoop. Yeah. So um, my name's long and and funnily enough, we were talking before this about how to say my name and you started and you said it wrong. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so for that reason, um, my Instagram isn't my name because it's um, too long. So it's JP underscore functional underscore medicine. JP functional medicine. Um, my initials JP. It's uh, much easier than <laughs> than um, learning my name. And my website um, is Jaden Functional Medicine.com. Um, so that's the best two ways of finding me. Um, <clears throat> you know, on my website, I offer a free consultation. So, you know, we can talk about absolutely anything. Um, you know, I usually book them in for 30 minutes. They always go way longer than that. I'm, I'm very, um, free with my time. Like I like, I like to help and support people. And so if you want to consult, just, um, top right hand corner, you can just um, book that and we can arrange a time to chat. Um, if, if, if anything, if you have any questions, you know, there's, um, there's my Instagram, you can reach out. I'm, I'm very, very, um, reply. I always reply. Um, love to help people. So those are the two best ways. Um, and hopefully, yeah, some people are, wanting to improve the health and I'm here if you need it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jaden. I'll make sure we get your name right. You know, I just got to keep thinking the Italian part of it, yeah. not the American yeah. version of saying it, and then we'll be good. Thanks again yeah. for coming on. Good work you're doing. Appreciate so it. Me thank you. My pleasure. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.